they brought in guys that I'd never met before from all over the country, a small group, very small, six guys actually, but guys to hear their stories of how they found this by one, one 20 year old boy, he's becoming a man though. And he, he found us. I said, how did you find us from, from Atlanta, Georgia? He said, well, I was kind of feeling desperate and I Googled men's ministries. You know, maturation so much depends on experience. And like, so the experience of doing this for myself, you know, uh, just how it's helped me grow in, in, you know, my prayer time and praying and interceding for men and hearing from God and, and through, you know, spiritual warfare, like those are all things that through lead, you know, facilitating these, like I got to actually experience live fire training, which has done more to help me and my own personal maturation but it's not, you know, just me. It's also this, oh, you know, for other, you know, for other men. And I, I just think of the, the the kingdom impact and the, you know, the the ripple effect of, you know, one guy that attended ours just a few weeks ago hosted a becoming a king retreat, you know, and then another guy who he'd never met actually, you know, drove to North Dakota to help him with it. And, you know, there was a guy uh, who's 82 years old, and uh, I mean, he's just <laughs> devouring this message. Becoming a King Retreat leader shared this quote with me that says, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river, and he's not the same man. Friends from around the globe, it is a joy to welcome you to another episode of the Become Good Soil podcast. And in this series, we are featuring stories of like-hearted allies that have simply said yes. They've said a bold, brave yes to recover the story of masculine initiation in their life. And they've said a thousand small yeses to turn their hearts to God, to become wholehearted, to respond to God, to take up the invitation to be his master apprentices, and in turn have offered this message to others. And they're doing it in many ways, but one of the more recent offerings is through the Becoming a King Retreat. If you are not familiar, it's the Become Good Soil Intensive that we've offered for 12 years by video session, curated, distilled, and organized in a way as a free gift to you and men like you to offer to men in your world. We're launching it in this season and we're featuring stories in the season from men that have taken a risk, have offered public events, private events, and have, uh, have seen God show up in miraculous ways. I know that you will be encouraged by their lives and strengthened by their risk-taking. Risk begets risk and courage begets courage and love begets love. And so my hope in all of this, first off, is that you will be strengthened in this very point in your masculine initiation. And I also hope that the spirit will move you to take a risk to offer in some way, some participation in a Becoming a King retreat this year, whether participating, whether hosting, 
offering a public one where we can promote to like-hearted around the globe, we're about to get into stories that I think you'll hear and say, it's worth the risk. So let's dive in with a conversation with Joe and Mike and Jeremiah and Casey unpacking their experience of the Becoming a King retreat. And you can find out lots more about this offering at becomingakingretreat.com. Casey, Joe, Mike, Jeremiah, welcome to this small circle of like-hearted. Super stoked to be with you in the studio today. So guys, love for the like-hearted men around the world that are tuning in to know you a little bit. Um, give us some visibility of who you are and how in the world you were led to this, this story of Wild at Heart and becoming a king and become good soil that led you to be onto this podcast to help our brothers out today. Tell us who you are. Joe Godfrey, I currently live in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, but originally uh, grew up in Iowa, became a believer in 2007 at age of 31. Uh, my brother actually became a believer, I think shortly after that. He bootlegged Wild at Heart off the internet for free. Awesome. And, uh, listened, listened to it and said like, you have to listen to this. and. So, and that was in 2010, I think. And so got exposed to the message and like so many guys, it was, it was like John was reading my mail um, and inside my head. So I got a chance to go out to a, a Colorado boot camp in 2013 and then, uh, and then went to BGS intensive in 2014. Uh, so that was, that was awesome. And then from there started uh, answering the call of, can we, can we do this locally through basics? And so grabbed a couple of guys and we just started, we just started uh, trying, trying it and have done six of them so far. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, that's been, that's just such a blessing. And then uh, we had a chance to, uh, to do the Becoming a King here in June. And so that was, yeah, just such an amazing experience. Joe, that's just, that's all in rather quickly. When you think of what God's done in a decade, that is remarkable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I tell you the uh, when uh, coming back from like the boot camps and doing the basics, you know, I think someone once said nothing, nothing is done with 100% pure motive. Um, honestly, I I was just alone and I wanted uh, it wasn't necessarily going after men's hearts. I just wanted some friends who I could actually you know live this message with, and that was really the the uh, heart behind doing some of the basics. And and now, yeah, eight eight years later, it's it's. Um, especially it was really culminated at the becoming a king, just, just these group of men who we've been, you know, walking with. It was, it was such a powerful experience of being able to see what's happened in that eight years. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Jeremiah Kuhn and I'm uh, living in central Kentucky. Well, half my life here and grew up near Pittsburgh, um, came into this message, um, in around, actually my wife gave me a uh, wild at heart for our, uh, wedding gift <laughs> and i never read it and <laughs> and thank you amy and so um late uh 2009 a buddy and i were trying to start a ministry at a men's ministry at a church and it was the church was falling apart and randomly as it fell apart i got into a boot camp in 2010 march of 2010 so that's my um on ramp in some um some boot camp advanced went to my intensive in 2015 so seven years ago and and um then just helped lead a becoming a king retreat in northern georgia with some guys um back the end of september bleeding into october la that last weekend and 
just been been powerful for me to to be, have um you know like-hearted guys around me like joe said living this message and uh meet regularly with a group of guys weekly um so this has just been a been a lifesaver for me especially the the become good soil message has been the deeper dive that i've i've needed and, and grown from so yeah that's my experience with a lot of art Jeremiah, one of my observations, I've literally watched your countenance change over the years. Like from my first experience with you to more recently, to watch your your stature change, your face change, and to see like literally the kingdom manifest in you and just the fruit of becoming more and more of a wholehearted man. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Thanks, Morgan. You know, to riff on that, I, I see that like on the weekends from guys when they show mm -hmm. up time they leave i literally that's one of one of the joy bombs for me is to see men literally transform in how they they look at you make eye contact smile and just live more full-hearted so yeah thank you for that yeah well my name is casey buller i'm from i live in south dakota specifically sioux falls area i read wild at heart when i was in college i loved it then uh, but then just kind of, I don't know, fell away and didn't follow it, didn't keep, uh, didn't keep on it and uh, moved away to different cities, ended up moving back to South Dakota. And uh, a guy I was working out with said, hey, I'm going to go to this boot camp in Colorado. It's wild at heart. Anybody want to go? And I thought there'd be a bunch of guys that would sign up to go. And it was just me and him. <laughs> and uh, um and so went to, and that was in 2017, uh, went to boot camp. And again, it was, like you said, it was like, I mean, it just, the message, my, my first reaction was, this is a God I, I can actually relate to. Like, this is a God that I, I actually want to follow. Like up until that point, it was like, I don't know, this guy seems kind of lame and just seems kind of like he's waiting for me to screw up. But then when um, I heard the message of, you know, that he cares about my heart and all that. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like this is, this is mind blowing. And then my, my second thought was, I've got to tell every guy I know about this. Mm. Like I need to go get, I need to go get guys. Um, <clears throat> so I went back home and just kind of st stuck with it. But I was talking to my pastor and um, I was just so fired up about it still. And he's like, when did you go to this? And I was like, ah, it was like six months ago. And he's like, and you're still this fired up. Mm. Yeah, he's like, you need to do something with that. I'm like, all right. So I, I started a men's group. We went through Wild at Heart and I've done a bunch of other um, books by Eldridge and <clears throat> and then Becoming a King came out and I honestly wasn't like all over it. I just thought, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll put it out to the guys and see if they want to do it. We all voted and that was the book that we were going to go through uh, in our men's group and we took like a year and a half maybe to go through it. We just went through it really slowly, went through every question, and um, <clears throat> it was awesome. Um, and then attended the intensive um, most recently in August. And um, I kind of showed up to that thinking, like, I don't know if I'm going to get much out of this because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm tracking with the ministry. I listened to the podcast. I've read the book um, extensively. Like, okay, I'll, I mean, I'll go. I mean, I'm just not thinking that's going to be, I mean, I'll learn that much. <clears throat> but God used it to access my heart in so many ways. Like, he brought so much head knowledge down into my heart. Yeah. And so for the first time, I thought, 
oh man, I actually am a son. He actually is initiating me. He actually does care about me. And mm-hmm. I, um, I can risk now knowing that, knowing that if I fail, like it's all part of it and it's okay. Like mm-hmm. he's got me. Like when, when, when Eldred said, you know, I just want to tell you that it's going to be okay. I mean, it just was like, oh, thank you, father. That's what mm-hmm. I needed to hear. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> so now I just want to, again, I just want to, I want to tell every guy I can, I want to rescue men as much as I can because it's rescued me. And so I'm going to offer one in, um, a retreat in January. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing and, uh, but I'm, like you said, I'm living in a way that God has to show up. Otherwise it's just going to crumble. So, uh, I'm going to trust him to, to show up in big ways. And I mean, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I really am. It's beautiful. I love the image, Casey, of, oh, a bunch of guys are going to show up. And when push comes to shove, it's you and one other guy that actually decide we're going to move forward. And boy, that just feels so much like the kingdom of when push comes to shove and it requires something of us to give up something else. Uh, You know, David Helser, Jonathan David Helser gave me that image of my hands being very tightly grasped. And it's not until I open them the father can take things out in order that he can put better things in. But for a man to open that grip, uh, we, we have no idea how tightly we're gripping until we pause and become aware of it. So way to risk, way to risk. Well, I'm Michael Hogan, and uh, I went to my first Wild at Heart boot camp in 2009. Um, and a week prior to that, had no clue of any of this. <laughs> I was a I was a man. I was a head chimney sweep at a, a major company with 14 years of, of career that had every intention of c- retiring there, um, and yet finding myself in quiet desperation and becoming less quiet <laughs> because uh, God got you know we talk about exposure in boot camps and man what what i thought was the worst day of my life i had a panic attack while i was given a presentation at the university of texas club <laughs> and what i thought was the worst day of my life beca- became such a rescue i looked back and said that was the best day of my life and uh not long after that uh i was invited to a men's uh by not really called a bible study but it was walled at heart men's thursday night meeting and I tell you what, I've never had any desire to go to a men's anything <laughs> at that point because it was always about men in sales uh, groups that was, you know, who's the best poser kind of thing. And so I was like, I had a feeling I should go to this one. And Kyle Barber was there. Oh, wow. And they were, and they were doing uh, the, uh, I guess, the Band of Brothers video series. And I came in. Uh, I think it was the adventure time. And that, that gave Kyle a little bit of a, he, you know, he had to get me caught up. <laughs> and so he, he pulled me aside and I pulled out my business card and, and I was writing down the things that he was saying to me so fast that I, I ran out of space, but I, I still have that business card to this day. And one of the things they asked me in that meeting was what makes you come alive. And honestly, I could not even tell you at that point anymore. I, I lost it all. And uh, I was just literally just and that that day, that night, they invited me to come to boot camp. And it was only a week from then, which should never have happened. I should have never been able to do that. But I said, 
I told my wife I was going to do it. And I thought I'd, I had been fooling her and she was like, yes, go. And I was kind of like shocked by that. So <laughs> she knew, she knew. And man, I tell you what, my life changed since then. I, mm-hmm. I did exactly what John said not to do. I left my career and <laughs> put my, I put, I just, I'm an all in or all out kind of person. And I put my career on the line and put Isaac on the altar and, and, uh, and God brought us into ministry. That was not part of the plan. I, I didn't leave, leave my job for ministry. That wasn't, I didn't, you know, if I had been told that by God, I probably would have stayed in the career, but, um, but God had plans. And uh, a couple of years later, maybe three years later, 2012, I've just, I just pulled this out of the old. Oh, it's so good. Bear trap ranch intensive. Kyle said, I've got you a seat. We're going to get you there. And that was a real launching of our ministry right there. Um, lots of things had happened up to that point. Good things, but I was also in a place where I was really stagnant. I really was stopping, you know, hearing from God was, was becoming harder. And really what he wanted is just to get my attention and get me away from the distractions of building my kingdom before my character. It has been incredibly challenging um but wow you know just the the retreat we just did over the weekend the becoming a, a king retreat was a very small group of men that i'd never met before and you talk about risk man risk is required yes it's not an option you know if you look at all those messages in the bible you know getting out of the boat <laughs> walking on water that's risky you know all the God, jesus called these men into risk in every way and it's required really is required so and i think that's one of the things i wrote on my business card when kyle said something about risk i was like i was you know boredom was right next to it and risk was the next thing mm-hmm. adventure and uh doing this um you know all the things are already put together for you it's it's kind of a small risk i guess you could say in, in that sense that it's all it's it's kind of an easy uh easy uh weekend to put together in in the sense that there's the videos and you you can really sit back and just enjoy that's kind of what i did and mm-hmm. but it brought in guys that i'd never met before from all over the country a small group very small six guys actually but guys to hear their stories of how they found this by one one 20 year old boy <laughs> he's he's becoming a man though and he, he found us i said how did you find us from from Atlanta, Georgia. He said, well, I was kind of feeling desperate and I Googled men's ministries. And I said, oh my Lord. Unbelievable. You, you yeah. got lucky. <laughs> oh, that is the, that is a father pursuing his son. Oh yeah. my gosh. What, but what an incredible story of a 20 year old man. I wish that I told him, man, I, I, res- I respect your courage because where I was at 21's it was nowhere near men's ministry or, you know, looking to build character. And, and I, I really, really was touched by his, his being here. So Michael, it's, I love that you mentioned Kyle, you know, Kyle is one of the facilitators at the become good soil intensive and part of the becoming a King retreat video collection. He's one of the many uh, sages that I turned to as a younger man looking for older men to help recover that ancient path. And as you said, one of the, the brilliant moves of the father through the Becoming King retreat is to create a context to turn to a man just as Kyle did to you that day with that business card and ask, what makes you come alive? What's your story? Who are you really? Very few men ever get 
that opportunity in a masculine space with a captive audience to have a few men in love listen to their story. And that's one of the unique elements of the Becoming a King retreat is the first event at Wada Heart that we've introduced that um, on, a, on a scale for men like you to facilitate locally, to host a space for men to be heard and seen, and for you to reflect back the heart of God. And, and it speaks to that quiet desperation, as you said, Michael, like, like you shared in your story, so many men find themselves living in quiet desperation, as, as Henry Thoreau said in, in the church version of it that John has introduced to us, it's sanctified resignation. It's just that, that drive of be a good man, be a good man. And on one level, it can feel really noble, but on a deeper level, it's often rooted in self-sufficiency. And so you guys took a big risk. You guys, it's one thing to risk with your own heart, like that 20-year-old man that Googles men's ministry and ends up coming to Texas at, at, a, at a Michael Hogan event. It's another risk to offer it, to say, I'm going to host a space and trust that God's going to show up. So you all hosted a Becoming King retreat, have one coming up. Um, what led you to risk it? And I guess the question is simply like, did it work? What did you experience that causes you to go, yeah, I did take the risk and here's how, and it, it was worth it. Yeah, I can, I can jump in here on this one. Um, I couldn't imagine, I mean, I couldn't imagine saying no to the offer. I mean, it's just, this has been so powerful of an experience for me. And what was, what was interesting is we were planning another basic and just doors kept getting shut. And then when uh, the invitation came to do a becoming a king, it was the exact opposite experience. Like you can't find in Minnesota, you can't find a retreat on a lake past Memorial weekend. I mean, like that's, that's the best time of year. And sure enough, this lakeside retreat opens up and on a weekend in June and, and uh, I've tried to do a wild heart advance before and like no one was interested. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, what about this becoming a King? And like 32 guys immediately responded from that had been to a basic. And it was, it just, and it just kept kind of getting better and better. I mean, doors just, just opened and so it was uh, it was just really neat how how it came together. So we kind of had a mix of guys that, you know, most of them had been to a basic. There's a few guys that have been walking in this message, either with Wild or Heart or Becoming a King, but just hadn't been to a retreat yet. And then a few guys who were really brand new to the message. And so it was it was just interesting to see how that that dynamics. I, I can tell you it absolutely worked. I mean, for us, the 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 brotherhood of men, like the you know, basics a little bit different. You're coming in, you, you probably don't know many people. You know, these were guys that many of them didn't know each other, but every meal they're moving around different tables. Tell me your story. Like they're just, they're just guys that are, I mean, if you've, if you've went to one four day retreat and you're willing to go to another, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a whole level of, of, of commitment and just sitting around campfires. I mean, it, it was just a, a phenomenal fellowship of, of men. And that was probably the biggest experience that I mm walked away from it was just how, how intentional men were about, um, you know, meeting other men and hearing their stories. And, um, so yeah, that, that was, uh, uh something I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't even e expecting. And it just really, I think one of the most beautiful pictures of the weekend was, you know, we're in this kind of rectangle room and one side has windows and that's the, what we're facing for the videos. And it's a beautiful Sunday, you know, morning and we're starting with worship 
and the windows are open and it's like 40 guys that are just singing mm. hearts out, you know, for the Lord. And I'm just sitting in the back of the room and, and God's like, man, there's a party going on in heaven right now. I mean, just the, 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 the men, you could just feel the, the, um, the, the, the power of having these men singing out to this, you know, camp. Um, and it just really was a great picture of the weekend of what, what was happening, you know, within the men, uh, collectively, not just, not just individually. So that's just one story that really stood out. Yeah. So I helped lead one in, in Georgia. So I actually found out through another buddy of mine who was living in Tennessee because they didn't send a list out to Kentucky. And, and my buddy Andrew said, Hey, Jeremiah, you need to call Bo and connect with him. So our, our format, I was actually a little bit more, I wasn't leading the retreat. I was a facilitator. Um, so Bo and Phil kind of led it. And then there were five of us that um, led story groups, three each. So there's 22 men total. And I'll just say that worked really well. Hmm. Um, the facilitator aspect of it just brings a little bit of another level to shepherding those story times. And so for me, um, that's one of the things that that Bo kind of led for that weekend. And it worked really well. And I will speak to, you know, the just the the camaraderie to have with fellow guys, fellow facilitators on mission is something super special. And so for the seven of us, seven of us to meet, um, you know, together routinely through the weekend while the guys were doing their quiet, you know, times of silence with God, um, it created it created moments of just shared brotherhood and camaraderie. And that's also one of the things we kind of took away from the weekend of, yeah, you you probably got to know every I probably got to know every guy there but at least by name with mm-hmm. 22 of us um and some of them even a lot deeper but to to be able to be in an event where you can as as Joe said you go to an event where boot camp can kind of be disruptive for a guy the becoming a king retreat is very much um a, a deeper cut to the point that guys are motivated to share their stories and to be real and and be honest and that is always um, that just makes me come alive to be able to sit there and, and hold those stories as they share them and to um, throughout the weekend, not just in the story groups, but throughout the weekend, to actually see men as they are um, and to be able to to process the what's going on in their lives with their life with God. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the thing that worked well for our event. Yeah, Jeremiah, I appreciate you giving visibility to the the atmosphere of the Becoming a King retreat. It has teaching, you know, we do content by video session, there's worship, there's time with God, all of that's very similar to the model of Waterheart Basic, but we do go the next level of these story groups and every man's invited. And the, the heart behind it was to create an atmosphere that's very welcoming, very open for men to be seen and hear their story and others will hear their story and listen to them and then offer some prayer. and. What's beautiful is we've set the bar really low, very similar to our very first Become Good Soil intensives. We had no facilitators, and we are a group of men that just risked in love being present to other men, and everyone gets a turn. And then the next level is alumni or people that have walked through or or more mature men in your fellowship that you can tap on and say, hey, even if you're a first-timer, can you come facilitate a story group? So what's really fun about the Becoming a King retreat is there's a lot of room where you can do it without facilitators, you can do it with some inexperienced facilitators with some maturity, or you can use alumni from your first Becoming a King retreat 
to help offer some shepherding in the second in that story group piece. But what I love, what you said, Jeremiah, is it creates a culture so that even beyond the story group, you have men sharing stories together over meals, around campfires. And so there's so much room for God to come in both the formal and the informal. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just jump in on the story group real quick because I I heard both after we already did those, I heard that idea and like how brilliant was that? So we didn't have enough facilitators. And so what we really wanted to do was have guys experience it before they kind of offer. And so yeah. we took one of the three guys, mm-hmm. the four guys in every group who we know is in this yeah. message, who's been to retreat, who hears from God, like, Hey, can you just facilitate the, make sure you're staying on time, yeah. you know, make sure there's, there's, um, you know, some leadership, but Hey, watch the facilitator training video, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and so then that way, now we have a group of guys for the next one who will then serve as, you know, a story group leader um, over a group. That's kind of the idea that we went with. It's so good. And it, because what I hear you saying, Joe, is there's so much room for maturing in the event. Like this isn't just a one-off, but every time guys come, they get a deeper pass by offering to others and new guys can come into the fold. So it's really designed to keep growing just as ours have. We've done 12 become good soil intensives. And each time it it changes, there's a different iteration and it comes out of our increasing maturity. Yeah. And just along those notes, I actually felt before the call to just, as we, as I was preparing, there are probably guys that, you know, been seven, eight, nine, 10 years into the become good soil message, maybe wild heart message longer, like me, who are sitting on the sideline going, should I lead one of these? Absolutely. You should lead one of these. And so it's it's an invitation to go if you want the more, as you're describing, Morgan, in, in, in leading and what you get from these events. Um, I, I just think there's a lot of alumni out there that are probably listening even to this podcast, been tracking with the message and are thinking, could I do this? Of course, this is this is very put together well, a weekend that allows you to kind of sit back and just be present to the men. Um, it, it's definitely worth doing. So just to speak to that. Let me ask you guys another question on that. So there, there's two ways to offer it. I, will, I mean, you can offer it an infinite number of ways, size and scope and space. But in general, there's two categories of public events or private events. So a private event, you register, we resource you, everything for free. And it's for an established mission or fellowship in your world. It may be a men's group you already have. It may be um, a a chimney sweep, a company that you're running, uh, a a local uh, organization that you support. Then there's also the public offering where you say, I'm willing to have anyone that wants to be a part of this. And we actually promote the public events on our websites, Wild at Heart, Become Good Soil. And like you said, Mike, I mean, you had six guys show up. And one guy literally Googling men's ministry. I mean, he's all new to this message. So that to me is shrinkage. Like it's like a pucker factor. Like you don't know who's going to show up. I'm more comfortable saying I'm going to take a risk and I'm going invite only. But all you guys have experience with putting the invite out there of guys you don't know. I'd love to hear a story or two of like how God has moved and and you could see like it was because it was a public event that God allowed some unique dynamic to happen um, that wouldn't have otherwise been available. 
you know, reflecting back on the young man out of Atlanta that just Googled men's ministry and found this, this, that wasn't by chance. And he knew that. And, uh, but to, to come to a camp like that and be put into small groups to share, <laughs> that's a whole nother level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to go to a boot camp where you don't, you're not, you're going to have to share. You, you're, you're drinking from a fire hose and it's one of those things. And you, your alone time with God is amazing and all that stuff. But to be pretty much put into small groups almost right away and say, now you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're on, you know? But he, that's really what he needed. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that I think what you say, Morgan, is how often do you get the opportunity to do that outside of this, even in a church, no matter where you are, is any or any other men going to spend their time to really not only listen, but really closely pray about what they're hearing about what you are saying in your story? That I just can't think of any other opportunity other than a paid counselor. You know, that's that's a different different scenario. Yeah, but uh, it is really. Uh, I think that's really where the freedom was for him in, in t- asking him what uh, impact it had on him because he'd just come out of a a relationship that he'd had for I think he said three or four or five years, and that's for his age. That's that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. And he sees that God, that was a God thing and, and it's hard and he's looking for some, you know, direction from here. And so, you know, I think, again, just going back to the the opportunity to really and not only the opportunity to share your story, but to also the opportunity to practice listening. I think that's what we do probably worse than anything else. And so important in ministry, to say in ministry is that we don't st- listen, we're so quick to, oh, let me tell you about this. Oh, I, I know the answer. I know. But man, just to not to completely mm-hmm. surrender that intentionally and say, that's the rule, actually. Don't, don't give advice. You're not here. Take your, leave your toolbox. I love that scenario because every man can understand that. Right. We fix it. I can't fix it without my toolbox. Right. And we share that in the training video, right? I, I mean, that's yeah. part of the coaching. And that's that's the language that they need to say, okay, toolbox aside, I'm just gonna listen and then we're gonna pause and listen to what the Lord might have to say. Mm-hmm. It's it's priceless, just really is. Um I have a story with public. Um, it was one of my favorite stories from the event. We had a story group had a guy from Georgia, a guy from North Dakota, and a guy from Minnesota. Never met each other. It's unbelievable. Just pause for a minute, Joe. Just like say like. That's amazing. So you sign up, you post it, and Georgia, Minnesota, South Dakota, thirsty men willing to travel because they want more of God. Just that opportunity alone to have those men. I just had to say that. Yeah, no, and it was so cool because at the very first story group, you know, the one of the guys, uh, one of the Dakota guys comes back in for lunch. And I'm, I'm like, are you okay? Because he just, he, his, his face was, I couldn't, I couldn't read it. And he's like, I just had a guy from Georgia speak to my soul. You know, God spoke to me through this guy from Georgia that mm-hmm. I never met before today. And like, he he just couldn't, he couldn't comprehend it. Like, it was just such a, I'm like, that's, th- this whole retreat was worth it. Like, that, that was like the very first on Friday. Like, I don't need anything else. Like, that alone <laughs> was worth it. Yeah. 
you guys are naming some elements that have an eternal quality. And one being, th these are just very fundamental to masculine initiation, but something like the Becoming King Retreat facilitates it. So Joe, I mean, you just pointed out, where do we get to put a flag out and say, come those who are thirsty, right? Jesus at the end of seven days of gluttony and getting drunk, you know, he picks that day when people are hung over. It's after the Thanksgiving meal and says, those that are thirsty, come to me. It's brilliant because he says, I'm only looking for the, th the people. The message is available to everybody, but I'm looking for the few that are really thirsty for life. And you put them together and God, God moves in amazing ways, quite apart from the content. And so it creates an environment that, that magnetically pulls the few. And then Michael, I really appreciate you articulating something. I, I love that you said we are very slow to listen and we need spaces to practice. So much of masculine initiation requires practice in a culture of risk. But because we haven't set a, you know, we have a culture that focuses on gifting and success and specialization, we don't have room to practice. We don't have room to play. We don't have the room to risk. And so a lot of the context of hosting and becoming a king retreat is risk just practicing. We call it a, a holy sandbox where we get to be sons and we get to play. So I love hearing some of those themes. And Casey, I have a question for you. So we're talking a lot about this element of story group where every man has an opportunity to, frankly, receive masculine love in a way that perhaps he's never received it before. So you've been a participant. You have been in a story group. Can you give us just an anecdote of like, what was that like for you? What did you feel going into it? And what was it like coming out of it? And I have no idea what your group was like. So this is an on-the-spot question. It, it is interesting that you talk about listening because they were just sitting there listening. I don't think I've ever been around that many men at one time telling my story that were so invested in me. I have a bit of a mother wound in that way where I, I've realized in my life that I've, I've kind of always been loved for what I do, not for who I am. And I received that in that story group. Like they didn't know what I did. They have no idea. I haven't offered anything to them, but yet they were giving so much back to me by just listening and by mm. taking notes and caring and praying over me and asking the father, father, what do you want to tell us? What do you want to, what do you have for Casey? And uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. My body was overwhelmed with affection from the father mm -hmm. through these other men. And I didn't realize I needed it. And I didn't realize how much of that was lacking in my mm -hmm. life. So guys, there are men listening that I'm guessing are all around the globe saying, that's awesome. And yeah, probably not me. Like this was for the other guys. So I want to invite you guys from your experience to speak particularly to that man that's uninterested or on the fence. Why would he do it? And as you're thinking about that, I have to share something that's coming to my heart that a mentor said. He asked me the question of what could be lost if I don't take this risk? And so even in asking the question, I'm seeing these images from my story of all the risks that I've taken. 
in offering to men and to have a mentor say, just play out the story of if I didn't, what could be lost both in me and through me? And that question haunts me often and has motivated me to risk love. How about you guys? Yeah, I think that, you know, the story of Jesus calling up the disciples, never met them, walks up to them, says, follow me. <laughs> That's a, this, this is, this is not that, thankfully. It's not, you're not, doesn't mean you leave your career. It doesn't mean you, this is just saying yes. Uh, we had a man, you know, a young man that uh, found us that where would he be had we not said yes? You know, he might've been to another retreat that God would have sent him to, but maybe, maybe just the opposite. Maybe he wouldn't have found a retreat, maybe, but his life, I'd never met this young man in my life and now I'm connected forever. And uh, somebody that I, that can I can mentor and um, you know what a what an incredible thing that just taking a sl- little risk, uh, taking all these things that are provided. This is this is not super difficult. It's all it's all provided. The, the videos you don't have to be on. You in fact you can receive as much. I got to sit back and really partake. Hmm. Instead of being on, I didn't have to be the one. And so I had permission to receive as well. So why not? Why not take a little risk? Because God can take you places you never thought that you would. There's people out there, there's men out there right now, literally, that are waiting for you to sign up and do your retreat and to announce it. And so I just encourage every everybody that's even considering it to go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I, I would just echo that. I was just thinking of something you've, you know, talked about, Morgan, with life fire training. Um, you know, maturation so much depends on experience. And like, so the experience of doing this for myself, you know, uh, just how it's helped me grow in, in, you know, my prayer time and praying and interceding for men and hearing from God and, and through, you know, spiritual warfare, like those are all things that through lead, you know, facilitating these, like I got to actually experience live fire training, which has done more to help me and my own personal maturation, but it's not, you know, just me. It's also this, oh, you know, for other, you know, for other men. And I, I just think of the, the, the kingdom impact and the, you know, the, the ripple effect of, you know, one guy that attended ours just a few weeks ago hosted becoming a king retreat you know and then another guy who he'd never met actually you know drove to north dakota to help him with it and you know there was a guy uh, who's 82 years old and uh i mean he's just <laughs> devouring this message and Unreal. he brought eight other guys to eric's basic in september um and so you, you know, just all these other stories that jeremiah and michael are t- you know, talking about it's like there's such a ripple effect of what this does in the kingdom. And then I think the last is just that, that, you know, fellowship and brotherhood that, you know, th- this side of heaven is, is brutal, man. Um, and, and to do that alone, um, man, I, I just, I just think that's difficult and and being able to, you know, have this, these types of events allow you to form that brotherhood that, you know, that, you know, you get those guys at 3 a.m. who will answer the call. I mean, that's, that's, those guys in my life came out of these retreats. Like that, that, that that's how powerful it's been for me. Just a few thoughts. Yeah, Morgan, I'll share, you know, it'll answer a little bit of the public one and it'll answer, you know, what, what is it worth the risk? And 
Um, on this weekend, we actually had a group of guys, four guys that were doing a, a deeper dive, literally called deeper dive discipleship small group in their church and Googled masculine discipleship or, you know, something like that and found your book, Becoming a King. And so these guys show up, no category for wild at heart, similar to what Mike's talking about, that young man, they have no idea what they're getting into and they've literally mm. come to Becoming a King retreat. And so... I mean, they came in wide-eyed, and one of the guys that was there, they actually were 20-year-old, mid-30s, early 50s, and then maybe late 50s, early 60s, the four of these guys. They found the event because it was posted online, and they came, and they were, didn't know what they were getting into. And the first, the, the guy that I'm going to tell a story about, he's in his early 50s, and some of his story was, you know, he had, he'd gone to Bible college and had, you know, tried to start ministry, and things didn't work out, and um, tried mission stuff and just a, a brutal, like trying to walk with God in the ministry life. And he says he shows up to the weekend. This is part of the story he tells me later. He was actually in a different facilitators group. And he told the facilitator, he says, I'm going last to share because when I showed up, you guys like loved each other. You had mm. this radiance about you. And I'm like, this is a freaking cult. I'm out of here. Like, there's <laughs> wow. there's something wrong with these men. Get me out. And he's ready to bail. Like, it's probably wow. what some guys experience at boot camp. Right. And but he stuck with it. And you know, we had this. He was kind of distanced on the peripheral, even though it's a small group. He just wouldn't engage. And slowly through the weekend, he started to engage and finally got to tell his story. Well, the the night before he told his story, I actually had a moment with him around the fire. You know, just enjoying a cigar and said, you enjoy cigars? And he says, yeah, but he wasn't real familiar with it. So just took a few minutes to just hand it to him saying, good luck, ha enjoy it. I took a minute and just it, like showed him how to cut it, showed him how to mm. light it correctly and just took that moment. And it was the spirit in me going, Holy Spirit just saying, Jeremiah, don't miss this moment with this man. And instead of just saying, you know, here you go, go enjoy it, have fun, took that moment. And it just broke that, like he wanted to be distant from the men. But he, so he's like four chairs down from me. And so I check in with him every once in a while. Hey, how's it going? You enjoying it? You know, and so just that moment. But he shares his story the next morning. And over lunch, he told me a little bit about it. But basically, he literally said, um, my buddy was actually in the group that he was in. He said to hear, to see this man change over the weekend was worth the price of admission for him to show up. So um, he just said, you know. Um, here I come to this event thinking it's a cult. What's going on? I share my story and I just I just received that I'm a son. And I finally understood it. He said, you know, we we're supposed to have device free. But he says, I literally I text my wife and I, I said, man, the father is just loving me like like nothing else this weekend. And she said, he'll she'll probably think it's another guy because I've always used the word Lord with God. I've never used father, never had that intimacy. And he's in his early 50s, guys, you know, and so. The risk of making it a public event and then the encounter that you have with men that just it's unexplainable. And honestly, you could have had a, you know, a making like, OK, you got to be in your mid 20s to early 40s. But and, and other criteria. But the truth is, you miss that opportunity with this guy who was coming in, didn't know what he was getting into to walk away going, wow, I actually can understand life with God in a way that I've missed for 20, 25 years. And so that those are things that just, that's a story that just resonates from the weekend that I can't, I can't walk away from because that was just beautifully orchestrated by the Holy Spirit to get him to that weekend. Yeah, it's perfectly said, Jeremiah, of, of orchestrated by the heart of God 
to rescue that man. He's going after every man. And yet you had to be there to be the one to father him through his first cigar. I mean, just a, a, a holy moment of masculine initiation. And how many men never have that sort of context to be loved like that 30 years from now, he'll remember that moment and that was the face of God and so much more. Well done. If I can speak to the guy that's like on the fence about hosting one in the process of planning it. And so far I've got one guy signed up um, and it's been out there. I, I kind of announced it maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was all excited to announce it. And I was like, I need to get this out there because I want it guys to get on their calendars. I know um, people are going to be excited about it, whatever. And I've got one guy. Um, and so I was talking to like my best friend um, who's a missionary over halfway around the world. And I was just sharing my heart with him and telling him like, I'm kind of bombed. There's like one guy. And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, brother, they're not, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the message. They're rejecting God, you know? So it was, which is just a, a word from the father, like, Hey buddy, like, it's okay. I've got you. And like, this is not you. So, um, it's, it's, it's scary to risk. It's scary to put yourself out there. And, and for the longest time for, you know, for a little while, it's like, Oh man, I, I'm failing. I'm failing. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's just put it out there. Um, and let God do what he wants to do with it. And if I get one guy, awesome. Uh, I'm going to go after that guy and, uh, it'll be beautiful. If I get 40 guys, awesome. I go after 40 guys too. <laughs> we probably had 15 guys register but we only had six guys by the time it was all done. It's almost always the day of the, or the day before the two days before that guys start falling out, you know, they just, Oh, I can't make it. I can't, you know, that there's a, there's a fierce opposition for their hearts. <laughs> the yeah. enemy's very aware of this and we pray for that. But you know, for us as facilitators, you know, it's for me, it's like, uh, you know, it's air out of my cell every time, even though I'm kind of prepared for it, but God told me specifically in this one, this camp that we had last weekend is becoming a king is that no, Michael, I want these men, these, but those other guys, I'll take care of them. Don't worry about them. These are the chosen ones I want for this particular moment. So that was a lesson for me too, just a hum, humble humility lesson. And we all want, We've, I kind of feel like it's a assault on my own self, you know, like I, I failed, but the Lord has this man and yeah. he knows exactly who he wants at these. So no matter if it's one guy or 20, you know, it's still completely in his control and his appointed time. So I encourage you on that because I feel you. Yeah, Michael, you're highlighting just another I mean, core stepping stone of masculine initiation of relinquishing the outcomes. And when we relinquish the outcomes where we think we know the timing, we think we know the size, but the, the courage and the confidence, I think that's the right word to trust that like God's ways are not our ways. And as we get more miles in practicing that, like Dallas Willard says, practicing it and finding it to be reliable. And then we rest in the joy of it. I mean, I launched a book that featured 20 years of my masculine initiation on the single worst week 
to ever bring a book to public in the Western world. It was, it was May of 2020 when COVID shut every bookstore. It sold zero copies for, for the first couple of weeks in any bookstore because they were shut down. Like who could have timed that? But I was at the place of my mask initiation where I could just laugh and revel of God's wildness of going, God, I did this because you asked me to do it. It's your book, your message, your timing, and you, you, I'm stewarding this. And, and my, my flesh w- was, was reeling and my spirit was like, let's go. I want to see God show up. So that's so powerful. Michael, you've hosted a ton of events. And to honor that, I'd love for you to pray for all the men out there who are listening, who are um, caught up in this recovery of the gospel, that the, the, just a blessing that the Father would come and meet them where they are and take them to the next level. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus, we are so humbled just to be in your presence. Um, as, and we know that you love us. We know that we are your sons. And man, thank you so much for this message. And for the men that are, I've never met these men that are on this call. And, and these are men that are living the same um, similar challenges that I am. And, and I just, I just, I know that you're, you're out there moving. And there's more men out there that have not received this message, but so desperately need it. And those appointments are coming. And so I, I pray for the men that are that are trying to decide if they want to take the risk to do this. Lord, I just pray you give them courage, strength, and wisdom to do that, just to say yes. Um, Lord, you've made this so simple for us. And Thank you so much for uh, Morgan and for the team there to to do that to give giving them the resources to to give us what what we need to to make this happen and uh, Lord it's just it's just such a wonderful opportunity to be involved in such a greater cause so we thank you uh, and I just pray for the guys here on this call um, that's you whatever whatever they uh, put their uh, strength into and and vulnerability into Father, that you you meet them in that place, Father, and that you answer the call. And um, I know you will, Lord. We give you praise and we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Well, you four brothers are very brave. Thank you for becoming the kind of men and sons that God just relishes in entrusting um, this message and mission to you at your post. Well done. Thank you for uh, bravely and vulnerably sharing your stories. It's been a deep encouragement to me and no doubt to many. And as we close this episode of the Become Good Soil podcast, if you are being led, you can find all these resources for free at becomingakingretreat.com. And as we close every Become Good Soil podcast, we always leave time to linger to create transition for the soul to not race to the next thing. While God has our attention and we wrap up, my invitation to you friends is to take these 90 seconds and allow the Holy Spirit to take you into the stories you've heard. What is it that lingers? What is it that he's calling to mind that he's asking for you to take hold of? 
to consider, to meditate on in your becoming. Let's linger together.